The ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. They were also the first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. Welcome to 2021, and this is Talking With Our Mouths Full. Happy 2021, I'm Nightingale. And I'm Michael Chan. Yes, this is our first episode of the new year. Music, 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 music. Yes, there's music in the background, but I'm seeing music. How are you, Nightingale? I'm good. I haven't seen you since last year. Yeah, it's been such a long time. Hey, do you remember when that other Nightingale came on and tried to usurp your position on this show? Oh, that's okay. I can go. She was fantastic. I mean, I I definitely want to have her back. I can go if you want. Okay, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Happy 2021, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Everyone, welcome to, yes, our first episode of 2021. We are happy to be back, excited to be back. And yes, we're off schedule once again, which is extremely exciting, but it's the beginning of the year, so I am happy to do that, and Nightingale is hopefully also happy to do that. Yes, but I would also like to eat in a actual place, like last time we were at Four oh, Coins God. Open Kitchen. Four Coins? Since when did they add a coin to their three? I thought, oh yeah, three coins. I thought it was four. (laughs) Yes, we we added a number to the year, but not to their coins. Although I'm sure they would appreciate the extra money since, you know, a pandemic. But yeah, I, uh, man, I'm so excited for this year because we have so much in store. Like we are way ahead compared to at the beginning of last year. Like we are way ahead. And what happened last year? Let me give you a rundown, guys. Highlights of 2020. Parasite won Oscar for best film. There was panic shopping. The great toilet paper recession of 2020. Delgona coffee. Sourdough bread. We introduced the retrospective. And then we also had our first ever international podcast crossover. Also, we were able to have guests outside of Toronto, such as Josh Aries from BC. Alex Blackburn from the UK. You also became a community content producer for Hellbound. We celebrated our one year anniversary of TWOMF, and we had another podcast crossover for Christmas. Yes, we did. But at the beginning of last year, we barely had anything planned. We still had to go out and search for people. But this year, we have a whole lineup of people ready already. So uh, I'm very excited for you all to see what is happening in 2021. We're also happy to introduce more places uh, for you guys to go and check out and get food from. Today, however, we are going to be giving you all a reminder of a place we've been to before. Back in episode 22, which is the Pen Doodles episode, we actually visited Luculus Bakery over in downtown Markham. Now, I actually live closer to the Highway 7 location in Richmond Hill, which is at 328 Highway 7, unit number 19. That is the Luculus I grew up with personally, and I still go there to eat to this day. Well, not go there but you know i get food from there to bring home because it's a pandemic uh and today i got a pineapple bun a b l b follow about just so you all remember pineapple buns don't actually have any pineapple in them it's just a nice sweet hong kong style bun with a sweet crust on top and i love them look nightingale it's a follow about 
Look at that. Oh, look at the crust. And listen, listen to the crinkle of the plastic, of the single-use plastic that they put these in. Did you know that, that most of these places actually like give you buns in individual single-use plastic wrappers? I hate that about these places, these Chinese bakeries, but it's like, it has like a nostalgic feel to it. Whenever I get one of these buns in an individual bag, I just wish they wouldn't do that. Listen to that ASMR, everyone. Anyway, mm, so oh yeah, now that we are in 2021, how do you feel? Um, so here's the thing. I, I wrote I wrote this thing on my Facebook about how when the clock struck midnight, nothing would change. We'd still be in a pandemic. We'd still be in lockdown here in Ontario. Uh, a PlayStation would still be almost impossible to find without having to pay some jackal a horribly large amount of money. PlayStation and Five, Cyberpunk. <laughs> What did I say? Uh, just a PlayStation, but it's not just any PlayStation. It's the PS5. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A PS5 is extremely, extremely hard to get. And it'll still be extremely hard to get. And of course, Cyberpunk will still have a lot of issues. But, but it doesn't mean that 2021 cannot be a better year than 2020. What needs to happen is that everybody, all of us, has to come together has to work together and be on the same page and actually making 2021 better than 2020 change isn't going to happen overnight change takes time change is hard we're going to have to make sacrifices but if we're all committed to making this year better so that all the years that follow are better and better and better we're going to have to take a hit and that's just the way it is unfortunately doesn't mean that 2020 wasn't great, though. Yeah, a lot of horrible stuff happened, but there were a lot of good things. And you mentioned quite a few of them earlier in the show. And, you know, to add to that, with this new format that we have right now that we're using today with this online format, we have been able to go international. We have been able to network with more people. We had been able to meet people that we formed amazing bonds and friendships with. I mean, even locally, I made so many new friends in the arts community through the pandemic, just doing play reads. And, you know, that alone has, has gained me a huge network of people that after this is all over and I can meet up with people that I can go, go see and do stuff with. And, you know, that is, I would say, one of the best things to happen with this pandemic is that even though we're all apart, um, we're still finding ways due to the magic of technology to, to come together. What about you, Knight? Oh, basically the same thing. Who says technology is that bad? It all depends on how you use it. Well, you used it to create the QQ, did you not? Yeah, well, you know, just messaging people. That's about it. And then people want to join in for a good cause, a big community thing. It's all about community. It is. The quarantine capsule was one of the most amazing things to come out of the pandemic. And it wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. And, you know, with the technology we have, you were able to do that. And we are honored to have been able to do two episodes on that. Yeah, thanks to my ZM and T-Base. And honestly, it was just me collecting everyone's stuff that they've done during the pandemic. So the work was already there. It just needed a place to be and a reason, a big reason why it had to all come together. Exactly. But hey, you're the, you and my ZM and G-Base, you guys you know, put it all together. Without you guys, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have had a place. As you say, you wanted to hold space. Well, you held tons of space online. Mm -hmm. So do you have any res New Year's resolutions? 
Honestly, I don't really make resolutions. How about you? Do you make resolutions? If you want to call them resolutions, you can. I stopped making resolutions or what people generally call resolutions ages ago because I found that the, I guess the more stereotypical idea of a resolution would be something huge, right? Something, something, a big change. Like one of the things you'll see, for example, is tons and tons of people saying they're going to lose weight. And then you see a 70% increase in you know, gym membership sales, which dies down like halfway through the year. Right. And I found that for me, resolutions don't work because they're large and generally unattainable. I think that big resolutions can work as long as like you set like certain expectations and you break the big goals into smaller goals that are obtainable to lead into the big one. well, Well, that's what I mean. I don't make resolutions. I make goals. I make attainable goals. And if there is a larger end goal at the end of all the mini goals, that's perfectly fine. Like the year I chose to lose weight, I made one goal at the beginning of the year. I said I would lose 10 pounds. That is an attainable, doable thing. And I lost those 10. And then I made another goal after that and lose another 10. And I did that. And that's how you do it. You make these, like you say, incremental goals that if you want to have a bigger, larger goal at the end of it, that's that's good. But if you just make a large goal and nothing, no kind of roadmap of mini goals to get there, it just, I don't think it would happen for most people. Well, yeah. So from our listeners, like their New Year's resolutions are to continue to learn and play piano and maybe write a song, to be a monster towards non-mask wearers, learn to moonwalk, learn to play the ukulele, finish a single video game, and lose the COVID-15. And 50-50 of our listeners, like they end up following, sticking with their resolutions or not. And we have some tips Mm -hmm. in case anyone wants to try to find ways to stick with their New Year's resolutions. So according to Forbes, 8% actually follow through with their resolutions. And here's what they recommend to help you follow your resolutions. You have to clearly define your goals. Like what Michael said, if it's weight loss, then how many pounds? So you really have to know what your goal is and create a roadmap or create like a plan to keep yourself accountable. So that means that step two is to track your progress. Find ways to track yourself so you can identify your plateaus and also just reflect on your progress you know, and also have patience. Like that's the really big reason why a lot of people leave their resolutions because just because your goals are realistic and you're doing everything, results do take time to show up. And it's normally, again, why people do leave because like the results are not instant. Number four, it's to publicize your goals to friends and family. It'll make you feel really vulnerable, of course, because like that sometimes like they're, they're just really intimate and very personal. But the support is critical and also keep you accountable again as well because you're telling someone they know that it's important to you because you've become vulnerable. Then the next step is to put it on your schedule. So you make these new goals a priority. You put it on your calendar. You do whatever you can. And that's, again, what you said, Michael. And then there's this whole mentality of you have to stop all this all or nothing thinking because it's better to do something than nothing. Right. For example, if you yep. want to read a book that's a thousand pages and you're just like, OK, I mm-hmm. can't make time to read one chapter, then it's like, why don't you try reading a page or two a day? Because it's better than not reading the whole day. At least you read two because then the next day you'll read another two and that's four and so on and so forth. And the final tip they offer is get up when you slip up. So it just means we aren't perfect. 
being resilient is key and just acknowledge the mistake and then recommit to your goals because it's really all up to you and not your mistakes. Your mistakes do not define you and you are not your mistakes. Wonderful. And that is very, very true. To help people with putting all their goals uh, on a schedule, you do bullet journaling. Yes, I do. Do you not? Yeah. You're amazing at that. And that is actually a, a very nice kind of creative and crafty thing you can do. Yeah, bullet journaling. Just make a bullet journal. Oh, my God. There's just, there are so many resources on bullet journaling. And uh, yeah, Nightingale has one of the, the most beautiful bullet journals I have ever, ever seen, guys. Yeah, I, I've already started planning out March because I have a lot of time due to this pandemic now. And I have more time <laughs> to like make it more prettier. So because, you know, all we, we're just at home, so I have nothing to do. <laughs> God knows how long this is going to last this time around. But yeah, so back to my own New Year's resolutions or goals. Uh, I uh, want to make it simple this year. I just want to be more positive. I uh, A lot of people don't know this about me. I have uh, mild chronic depression combined with OCD. So um, yeah, I have some mental health issues that, uh, and it's newly, newly diagnosed. So um I'm going to have to find ways to to deal with that, and one of which is to seek therapy. And you know, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I I've talked to a lot of people who uh, are afraid to deal with their mental health issues because, in some ways, it makes them feel like they're weak or there's something wrong with them. Uh, but for me, I've come to realize that uh, if I don't deal with them at all, they're only going to get worse. So that's, uh, that's my goal this year. My, and there's a, there's like a whole roadmap for that, but yes, first things first, um, gotta go figure out during a pandemic how to get therapy. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of online methods to do that. Yeah. And just to, um, I guess add another perspective to what you said. So yeah, like it's good to like seek out help because that means like you are the one making a conscious decision. You're the one taking control of it before like, you know, something that you feel like you can't control such as mental health takes over you. And that's when it gets worse because you don't have a feeling of control. And the only thing you should mm -hmm. be able to control is yourself and your own actions exactly. and decisions. Yeah. And to be honest, like the pandemic has not been good for mental health, <laughs> at least on my end, despite my bubbly, uh, personality on this podcast yeah in terms of for me for goals and mental health I think that I've just learned a lot about learning to let go of a lot of things and just keep telling myself I need to be patient with people because this pandemic has really changed a lot of people it has really amplified I guess like their opinions even more because they're they're not because we're not outside with people every day and so like whenever you have one person your opinions and like your feelings are amplified like 10 times and sometimes it can be overwhelming and so I've just learned to be very patient with people and then like realize like it's not personal they're not trying to hurt me it's just that we're all isolated and we just don't know how to be people around other people because this is our new reality right now yeah so Nightingale yes are you planning on getting the vaccine if it becomes available to you well I think I should. So that way I keep myself safe from like people, especially like the elderly people or people who are immunocompromised. I want to stay safe. And if this vaccine is supposed to keep me safe from these people, then yeah. And if uh, both vaccines, uh, Moderna and Pfizer, are available together by the time you can get one, will you take both or just one? Well, it's recommended, I believe, to take both, but it's not mandatory. So yeah. like just take the both, you know, it doesn't hurt to have like more protection. 
Yeah. No, I, I actually have the exact same uh, opinion as you. I'm definitely getting both if both are available. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't take them too long. You know, I'm still currently unable to find a, uh, a flu shot to get. I've gone to quite a few shoppers drug marts and none of them seem to have any supply. I might actually have to brave going to downtown Toronto to visit my family doctor to do it. Oh, wow. Still. Yeah. Like normally yeah, like flu right. vaccines are supposed to be always available. So that's just it's always it's really strange how during this time it's not available. Yeah, I'm actually I haven't really read into it. I'm actually really curious to know why we have such a shortage this year compared to other or at least not a shortage, but like uh how why it's so hard to find this year. Yeah, the I accessibility. Yeah, probably is. So once uh, once we're out of lockdown, do you have any plans? Because like I know I'm going to gorge myself on food from outside of this house. Food. <laughs> That's not like That's about delivery. it. Just food. I will give myself oh, no. a post-quarantine, another post-quarantine 15 <laughs> on top of the current <laughs> quarantine 15. <laughs> you realize how many of our guests that we have promised to go eat with, right? We have so many meals. It's okay. That we have it's going to go be eat. a TWOMF like eating marathon. It will be. It will definitely be, and I'm uh, I'm all for that. But uh, yeah, one of the things that I am definitely most looking forward to is seeing you face to face again. That is uh, long overdue. I, I'm really currently seeing your face you. right now. Yeah, but you know, I, I I have like filters and all this other stuff to to make me look young. Okay. I, I don't want you to see the real me. I've already seen mm-hmm. the real you before. Okay, so let's yeah, see. I know. <laughs> but no, seriously, I. Uh, I, I I do miss seeing you in person. It's, you know, it's nice being here on Zoom. It's nice being online, seeing you and all the stuff that you do, but nothing beats seeing you in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a, a transition period for everyone being around people, especially groups of people. So we have to be patient when that time comes where we go through that transition. Just remember, I'm frail. So when you hug me, be careful. Okay, so extra strong hugs. Got it. A leap in a well, a leap in a hug. Got it. <laughs> there go all my bones. Well, it's okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so what's the biggest lesson from 2020? One of our listeners said spending too much on dumb stuff. Good lesson. Any lessons for for you other than uh, well, I asked that, you. That you need to be patient. I asked you. First. Oh, that was a question to me. I thought I was asking you. Were you. Just reading all the oh, internet. Man, I have a lot of lessons. I think I think one of the biggest lessons I had was that uh, you got to put yourself out there because it's interesting. I've always thought I did prior to the pandemic. I just didn't realize how little I did it until I had to do it, like forced to put myself out there because of the pandemic. And the reward from putting myself out there and really, really pushing myself to connect, uh, it's just, it has been very overwhelming for me. So. That is definitely one of the biggest things I learned that I really do have to make more of an effort to get out there, meet people. And uh, yeah, uh, it's something I'm definitely going to continue even after this whole thing ends, this pandemic is over and 
we're back to actually seeing people and back to the big grind. Yeah. Like I remember you would always say like, you got to put yourself out there. So I always thought you were putting yourself out there. I thought I was. I just didn't realize that there was so much more I could do. Yeah. For me, like it's been the complete opposite. I've been pulling back a lot. So I've learned that it's just really easy to walk away from like relationships or like tribes of people that do not really nurture or hold space for your own personal growth. And so by doing that, I've been able to welcome a lot of really great positive forces in my life who give me like, like motivation to want to excel, even if it's just from a natural like conversation, like they don't have to tell me anything, but I just feel very motivated to strive for better because I've been pulling back and just focusing on like certain people who like are good for me. So that I've, I've, it's just been the, the complete opposite for me. Cool. Whatever you need for yourself and uh, is is the way to do it, right? So, I mean, if you're the opposite of me, I'm sure there's someone out there who has like this middle ground that works better for them too. So, yeah, I think for everybody out there listening, whatever works for you, whatever works best for you, go do it. You do you. We actually have a picture where it says you do you. It's from our picture when we were doing this. Oh, that picture. The yeah. one that's our logo. Yeah, our logo picture. It says you do you. Oh, yeah. Man, that feels like that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember I took you there. I was just like, hey, look at this place. Let's take pictures. I loved the uh the ball pit. Yeah, the ball over pit. At the, uh, yeah, I found that, that I, I knew you'd like that. Thanks for that. That was that was a fun day. It was. Hopefully we can find it. It was on the same day awesome. that we took our logo picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I, I I hope that we find something equally awesome once this pandemic is over, and then we can take more photos and have more fun. Yeah. All right. So you want to uh, wrap this up? Alrighty. That's the end of the show, guys. See you next time. <laughs> yes, everybody. See you next Tuesday when we get back on schedule with our first guest of 2021. So as always, Who's stay home. <laughs> But you might be replaced by you. Okay. Bye, everyone. It was was great knowing you. (laughs) Stay home. Stay safe. And stay stay hungry. hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Music by Harrison Amer. Crafts by Janine Cantrell. Photography by E. And voiceovers by me, Jessica Chan. If you enjoy our adventures, please consider following or subscribing to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Want to connect with us? Maybe even participate in our podcast? Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at, at TWMF Podcast. And as always, stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>